Welcome to yet another episode of the Don't Judge, Just Love podcast with Chase Willardson and Shannon Willardson. Talking about all the things <laughs> with no judgment. Only love. That's right. Woo. Okay. So what are we talking about in today's episode? Um, so today we wanted to talk about our child care journey, the evolution of our child care, um, which might sound like a weird topic, but we felt like this could be an interesting thing to share. It is actually something that we get a lot of questions about, um, largely because I think if you are a parent, regardless of what your family dynamic is, um, there's going to be a point where you need some help, right? Um, I think we get a lot of questions about it as well, just because of our unique family dynamic. Um, And so we thought it would be interesting to just kind of share what that has looked like for us, because over the years, it's changed a lot. um, We've learned a lot. And so in case it can be helpful or, you know, help um, another parent feel comfortable with getting some extra help, things like that, we thought this would be a good thing to share. Okay. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully y'all agree. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) Um, So to start off, um, after we had Jack, um, we were both working full time. And after maternity leave was over and you went back to work, Mm -hmm. um, how did we first find our first child care individual or situation to help us out with Jack? Yeah. Um, so like Chase said, we both worked full time. We both worked in the city. So we had a nice long commute. We both worked in San Francisco. Um, and we found a family friend, someone that a family friend of ours knew. So it was a referral from someone that we knew. Um, the situation was she had young children as well. Um, and so we brought Jack to her to have her watch him at her house so she could still be with her kids. Her kids were, she had a set of twins that were a couple years older Mm -hmm. than Jack. Um, And so we took, we, yeah, we dropped Jack off at her house every morning. Chase and I commuted into work. I think at that point I was working from home like one or two days a week. Mm -hmm. They allowed that, um, which was great. Um, So on those days, um, we had other people watch because this was this was the interesting thing um the the person that we found obviously she was a mom herself um watching Jack was more of like I don't want to call it a side gig but it kind of was like she wasn't necessarily looking looking for full-time hours um and so we kind of divided the time between her and then on the days that I worked from home I still needed it I still needed some help you know, to be able to get anything done. All parents will relate to that. Um, And so we had a couple other people that helped on the work from home days. And they would either come to us and watch him in our home while I was still at home working, um, or we would take Jack to them. Um, And yeah, and it worked, it worked well. It worked really well for that season of our life. Um, We were pretty adamant during that season of our life that we we wanted our childcare to be people that we knew personally or someone that we knew personally, knew personally. We found them through a Did Facebook make, group, right? It was like a, sense? it was like a local Facebook group. We messaged no. around or do we, no. was that no? 
No. Are you sure? <laughs> I, I Maybe we didn't. I thought Chase's, that it was through Chase's Facebook memory group. is failing him. No. Okay. Um, no, it's just a family friend a who family referred. Friend, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but so, and I feel like that's kind of a, a key point to mention is that for a long time, we felt like we only wanted the we only wanted personal contacts of some sort, like where there was some type of personal connection. Um, we only wanted those folks to be watching our kids, um, largely because it just felt I had discomfort with the idea of using like an agency or um, you know a daycare or or anything where it was going to be someone that to me just felt totally random. Um, and we'll get to how that kind of changed <laughs> and evolved over the years. But initially, that was that was the situation. Um, yeah. It was awesome. They, I mean, yeah, and it worked, re- awesome. it worked really, it worked well, really well during that season. It, it did. Yeah. Awesome family, awesome kids. And he got to learn, because he was our only child, he got to kind of be around other kids and their yeah. siblings. It was and, good for socialization. Mm-hmm. Um, it did work really well also during that season because the people that we had watching him, um, the other two that kind of filled in on my work from home days were friends of mine who had kiddos that were his age, Jack's age. And so from a continuity perspective, you know, you hear, oh, wow, three, three caregivers. It sounds like a lot, but there was still, I feel like there was still good continuity because it was people that he was then seeing at like church or, mm. you know, at play groups or, you know, we would have play dates, things like that. Um, so for all he knew, he was just going for a nice long play date, you know? Um, and yeah, I think that worked well. Yeah. Okay. So what, uh, um, or did, did that change at all between Jack and Charlie? Did we? So then, um, you know, continuing with this, this evolution, we, um, I got pregnant with Charlie. I had Charlie, went on maternity leave. By that point, I had kind of made up my mind that I wasn't going to go back to work after having Charlie, um, for many reasons. One of which being that she had exhibited health, you know, her health issues. Um, so we knew that there was going to be a lot, you know, that was going to be a different scenario. Even before hospital visits, I mean, there were things I remember that my parents would say and others would say, like, she just seems, like, is she colicky totally. or is she? I mean, even like, yeah, you're, yeah, so right. Like, right from the beginning, even though Charlie wasn't showing really clear signs that, like Chase said, put us in the hospital or anything until around four months, she was super, super fussy baby. We had issues with eating. Um, Failure to thrive. Yeah, like there was there was stuff going on right from the beginning. So all of that to say, we had made up our minds that I wasn't going to go back to work. By that time, though, I was blogging. I had been doing my little blog on the side, and it had evolved enough that it was, um, you know, it was a thing. Like it was enough of a thing to take time. It was generating some income. Um, and so we, you know, and then, yeah, we had two kids at that point. So we still felt like we needed some help. Um, we were still in that mindset of like, I want to be using people that we know. And so um, we found another, a friend of mine who didn't have kiddos of her own, um, you know, young, cute, married couple, but someone that I knew personally. Um, and she came in and watched the kids. Our our former childcare situation 
their, their lives had just changed. They had more kids and things just got busier for them. And that's why we needed to find a different situation, which will kind of get to, to why that matters is at, you know, at some point in the episode. But, um, so we found someone else to watch the kids again, that worked really well. The other thing that we started doing during that season was Jack had reached an age where he could go to preschool. And so we found a really good preschool that came highly recommended that was near our house. Um, and Jack started going to a half day of preschool, which also kind of served as like a childcare situation. And that worked really well at that time also. Um, and then little Miss Ava Bun <laughs> came along and kind of changed everything. And this is where, for us, like, the perspective changed. We felt like things kind of changed at that point. Um, right? Because everything with Ava was just different. She was a surprise pregnancy. So even just finding out that we were pregnant was kind of like, holy crap, oh, my gosh, okay. We also found out in utero that she was and going then 13 to weeks along. the same genetic diseases, Charlie. Yes. We found out that she had the same diagnosis. So that obviously completely changed her perspective. Um, and I think that was, that was when we kind of had this like come and come to Jesus moment. I want to say of being like, what are we going to, what are we going to do? Like, how is this going to be manageable? Um, because by that point, I was still doing my thing with blogging, with social media, um, but it had kind of continued to evolve. So it had gotten busier and it really was like, you know, do I just step away from that completely? Like that kind of feels like what my options are. It's either I stop working and that was my work, even though it was from home. I mean, it's deceivingly time consuming, deceivingly time consuming. And I think like anytime you're building something from scratch any type of entrepreneurial uh, pursuits are, that's exactly what they are. They are deceivingly time consuming, way more so in my opinion than like a punch the clock corporate, you know, nine to five job like we had had, like I had had um, formerly. And so- Way less romantic than the highlight reels that, <laughs> that you yeah, might Yeah, man. I mean, it's just work. And, and I think what makes it different too is that it's not the type of work that where you ever feel done. Like you just never feel done. And especially with, you know, if your work is social media, it's like, I mean, you can be doing this all all day, day, every day, all the time. Right. Yeah. And so, um, it was, it was just very, it had gotten very busy. So it was kind of like, okay, am I stopping that stepping away from that? Or if not, like we need help, like we need more help than what we had had. Um, and that I feel like was the first moment where, we kind of realized like, I think it's time to bite the bullet and hire like a career nanny, like a career caregiver. So how did we find the career care? Actually, did we go through a couple? No, no. Before that, didn't we have yeah. resp- we had Yeah, okay, so respite mm-hmm. nurses that uh Yeah. Yeah. Respite so- care that helped. So yeah, this was another thing that's interesting. And if you are a parent of medically complex kiddos, um, I think this will be, I don't know, maybe this will be relatable, but, um, you know, once the girls, we had their diagnoses, um, you know, and Charlie, once she had her diagnosis before we, before Ava, um, you know, you, you are eligible for, um, hours, respite hours a month for like some 
they call it respite care, but it's basically a caregiver who will come in and kind of help with your uh, medically complex child, which sounds really great in theory and could be really great. Um, the problem with it was for us, and I wonder if it this is kind of across the board. I think it can vary depending on the state you're in, but the problem for us was um, this is a government-funded thing, right? Um, what they were willing to pay those caregivers was so low. It just they just didn't pay well. It wasn't a well-paying job, and because of that, the turnover was super high. Um, the so if we found a good one. So if we found a good one, and we did, we found a few, a, f- a couple that I can think of that we just loved, really, really loved, and that were really high quality, good, really good with um, Charlie, and, you know, instantly connected with her, seemed to really love her, love the job, you know, and the, the nice thing about what I was doing for a living, um, still doing for a living, but is that it did allow me to work in the home, and so... I, there was a higher level of comfort there that I knew I was going to be there most of the time that they were there. Um, but again, the, the pay was so low that it just, those people never stuck around. You know, they always had other opportunities to present themselves. And then unfortunately, the folks who we didn't feel really great with, um, there were just, there were some of those too, because again, it didn't always attract the most qualified candidates, I would say, because it wasn't it just they just didn't pay well. Yeah. Um, so that became like this is not this isn't a thing. This is not a solution at all. Unfortunately, it would have been really nice if it <laughs> if it was. Um, all of that to say, we kind of reached this point where it was like, okay, it's it's time. It's time to find we need a to get career. more serious about this. Yeah, a career nanny where like this is their job. Um, and we kind of realized that too, because, you know, going back to our, our earlier childcare scenarios, um, we found that like, on one hand, it was really nice to be working with people that, again, that we knew personally, um, that were moms who had other kiddos, because we knew that there was going to be a socialization aspect there. And there was, you know, high level of trust and comfort. The the downside to that, I would say, is that, again, because it was more of like, I want to say a, a side gig, so to speak, um, there just was a different level of like, I don't want to say reliability, because the, the folks that we found were very reliable, but but their number one priority, understandably so, was they, still- a lot of them had kids already, right? Them be so. their, yeah. Yeah mom life, like their mom life to their own kids, which like, obviously that's what it should have been. Um, but it just presented scenarios where like, like we said, um, our original group that we had, they all had more kids, their lives changed. And then you're in a situation where you're having to find brand new people. Same thing happened with the the next person we found her life situation changed. Mm -hmm. And we again needed to find someone new. Um, she was awesome. She she was having a baby. Awesome. We loved her. No, I'm thinking of someone else. (laughs) (laughs) But that was another person as well, right? They came as well. Yeah, but we'll get to her. Because anyway. Um, And obviously, like, you have to plan for that on some level with anyone, whether you're a career caregiver or not. Like, people's lives are in flux. Like, everyone is in that scenario, right? So it's, I mean, you have some of that regardless. But... um, 
we made the decision to try to find someone who was doing this full-time as a career. Um, and that was when we, we said, okay, let's try one of these like agencies. Um, we went through care.com. That was the one we were most familiar with. Again, we were kind of nervous about doing that, to be honest, because we had felt really strongly about like, we want this to be someone we know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think our feelings about that have changed a lot because of who we were able to find mm-hmm. through care.com. We found two different nannies through care. And one is our current nanny who we who we currently have and have had for... A couple of years now. Three? No, yeah. Like coming four. up on like four years, I four think. Four years. Um, and she is amazing. She's like will, family. 100%. We will talk more about that. But before we found... Her name is Sid. I hope it's okay, Sid. We're talking about you. <laughs> um, before we found Sid, we found someone else, um, and she was also amazing, wonderful, loved her. To and to my earlier point about like, even if it's a career nanny, you know, situations can change. That's exactly what happened with the first nanny that we found through care. Um, is that she ended up getting pregnant, um, and so she needed to stop working as a nanny. Um, so all that can happen regardless, obviously, but then we found Sid, who is our current nanny. She has been with us for almost four years, like we said, um, and it has been the biggest game changer. And that is the thing is like the difference between a career nanny and, um, you know, working with people who are kind of just doing it as like a way to earn extra money, that type of thing. It's not, it's just different. And there is kind of a different, um, I don't know. How would you say it's different? Um, from with a career nanny versus. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's like how you'd approach a, you know, a side gig versus a full-time gig, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's how much, um, how much time you can allocate to it and, um, availability and expectations and flexibility, yeah. um, and yeah. she, you know, and her, uh, she also has a daughter, mm-hmm. um, who's a year our, older than Jack. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, her daughter was at school and so she was able to be very flexible mm-hmm. with, with our family and with different needs, with different appointments, um, you know, people, therapy, therapy stuff for the girls. So, um, I think it just worked out really well yeah. for both parties. And I think you're right. I think that is the big difference. It's just kind of an expectations difference. Again, like just to kind of use as an example, um, with our former folks, we usually brought Jack to them, again, because they were watching their other kids as well. Um, whereas with Career Nanny, it was like, it just felt more, I don't know, more legit. Like, like we could kind of... Um, we could it felt kind less of, of a favor and it's more of a job. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right? even though we were paying the, yeah. the people before, but yeah, more of a job, like where we could say, this is kind of what we're looking for. And I think maybe that's the difference too, is like, um, once we made that decision, then we really were thinking through like, okay, what do we really need here? Like, what what do we need? And let's go out and find someone that is able to provide what we need. Instead of sort of this like coming to a mutual thing where, okay, does this work for you? Yes, does this work for you? And, and you're both kind of making some concessions. That's a little bit how it felt um, formerly. Mm-hmm. This felt more like we are hiring someone. 
this is what we want, we can, we can just find someone who can check those boxes. Um, and it did not, it ended up working really well. I feel like another aspect of this that we get a lot of questions about is, okay, but you have special needs kids. Does your nat like, does your nanny have, is she a nurse? Like, does she have experience with working with special needs kids? Like, how did you go about finding someone that would work for your specific dynamic? And you can find a lot of this stuff on care.com. Yeah. Right? You can like filter for those things as well. This should so be sponsored you're... by care.com. <laughs> care.com. Are you listening? Do you watch, do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> you should. I wish this was sponsored. It's not. For the record, it is not. We just, that is actually how we found our yeah. people and it. And it did work really well. But yeah, because there are a whole bunch of filters. There's, um, you can be really, really specific with what you're looking for. Um, so to that point, our current nanny she has experience. She's not a nurse, but she had experience with working with um, different needs kiddos. Um, she'd been a nanny for, I don't even know how many years, lots and lots of experience. CPR certified. You know. Yep. All the certifications. Um, there was even additional testing that she took as well. Like when we initially took her on, I think as, as she realized this could be more of a long-term thing as well for her. Yeah. I think there was some additional testing that she did um, that helped certify her. Yeah. Um, and helped her to gain a little bit more knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's worked really, really well, obviously. Another aspect that I think is important to know is that, um, you know, the way that we always approached it was kind of like a trial period. So like with Sid, for example, we did an interview, an initial interview um, with, well, with everyone who ever watched our kids, we kind of like did this sort of interview process where we'd sit down, we'd have a conversation, just, you know, typical interview stuff, ask a million questions, get a feel for their energy and their vibe and all of the things. Um, and then, you know, we moved into what we called a trial period where it was like, let's just test this out. Like, let's see if this works on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, before we made like a firm commitment of like, okay, we're extending you the job. And I feel like that's really, really important. That's probably a no brainer. I think everyone would assume to do that, but I feel like that's super important. If you're going to have people working your with kids. your children, yeah, like trial period, man. What was also nice is that because you worked at home and because you had that flexibility to be able to do that, you could be there during that trial period. Yeah. And if you can't, if it's not during the work week, you could always do that on the weekend, right? Yeah. You'd have them come over on the weekend and watch them for a couple hours just to kind of test and see. And For sure. You know, um, also, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we, we didn't have these, but you can also get cameras, right, at mm-hmm. your house and stuff if you feel like you want <laughs> to be big brother, big sister Nanny, or anything. Nanny but cam. You, you can't be, you know, you want to be sure that your kids are protected and they're safe. And, for sure. Um, and, you know, there's multiple resources for that. Definitely. So. Yeah. Um, so we went through our trial period with Sid, obviously everything was great. Um, and she's been with us ever since. She moved from California with us yeah. to Boise. Yeah. We gave her the option. We were like, Hey, we're planning on moving to Boise. Do you want to come with us? We'd love for you to come. Literally and- like fully expecting her obviously to be like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and then she I was like, yeah. And we're like, yes, this is yeah. great. And then she uh, decided to come and so. my gosh, what a blessing. That has been like beyond. Um, So it started, so kind of recapping a little bit. So it started with friends, you know, and 
other mom friends, friends, family friends, friends yeah, yeah, friends and friends. Um, then it was a little bit of like preschool. We did a little bit of respite. We did a little bit of like kind of part-time nannies. Mm-hmm. Um, then we did the kind of care.com full-time nannies. And we did kind of two of those before we ended up with finding Sid. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it went. Um, and I think like, you know, we've been really fortunate that our our journey with this has been really positive. We've, we don't have any horror stories to share, nothing traumatic. Um, you know, we've gotten really, really lucky, knock on wood. <laughs> um, obviously, we know that that is not everyone's story, and that's not always the case. So I cannot stress enough, like, just being over the top with, like, vetting the people that you are finding to watch your kids. I mean, that's a no brainer, but I really think like you have to be totally shameless with that. Before we found Sid, we interviewed a crap ton of people. We did. <laughs> we did like, like a lot. Reminded me of like Miss Doubtfire, right? Like you have, <laughs> really I mean, was. not that there were that many characters or, but you definitely <laughs> interview like a bunch of different people. Tons. I mean, at least I would say like, like, like 15 to yeah. 20 people. Like it was a lot. Um, but we're so glad we did because, again, there's obviously, this goes without saying, there's just nothing more important than who's going to be interacting with your kids. And, um, you know, you come to find out the person in that position becomes such an intimate part of your life. They become your family. I mean, they really do because they are in all the details of your life. Um, you know, it's all just very, very personal. So you want to make sure that it's someone that not only that obviously like you feel that you can trust with your kids, who's going to be great with your kids, but also that you feel comfortable with and that you have a good energy with and that because they're going to be up in your space, um, all up in your things all the time. And you want to make, yeah, you want to make sure you like the person said, we love you. So (laughs) (laughs) it's a good thing. It's true. One other thing that I'll mention about care.com. So again, we had a lot of apprehension initially about going through like a service like that to find someone. Um, What ended up being kind of interesting is that we found Sid, our current nanny, and she did end up knowing like we had all of these contacts (laughs) in common. So it kind of ended up still being a scenario where we knew a bunch of people who knew her. And I guess I share that just to illustrate that like, it's a small world, you know, like you never know who you're going to find. Um, for us, even though we went through the agency, she ended up knowing. So her, um, her mom is a, is a stylist, a hairstylist, and she ended up being the stylist of our girl's neurologist. So our neurologist knew the family really, really well and was able to like, you know, vouch (laughs) for Sid and the family. Um, she ended up knowing our former photographer. Like we had a family photographer who took a lot of our photos for, um, for the blog and stuff like that. And they knew each other. Um, so anyway, oh yeah. And then someone you worked with, knew her as well. she was good friends yeah. with. It was, so that was really interesting. Um, so we got some good references, by the way, I think you can find references on care.com as well. I think it's always good to get references as well, even if it's not on care.com. A vital, yeah, like imperative to, to make sure that, to get references. Know, yeah. To make sure you have the right person watching your kids. Yeah. And just like heavily that. vetting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the other upside of using an agency is that they have a whole process. They do background checks. 
Um, you are required to give references and it makes it a little easier. I think it just makes the conversation in general a bit easier than like, you know, you're having this just, I don't know, this conversation with someone who's going to do it as a side hustle and what are you going to do? Ask them for references. You know what I mean? Like they were, in our case, they were already referred to us, but like, it just makes it a little, it's not as formal. You know what I mean? So I do feel like it, that whole like really extensive vetting process. um, It's just the expectation because again, it's a part-time person or a side hustle person versus a career. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, like we feel really fortunate because for us, all of our childcare uh, scenarios have been wonderful, positive experiences. Like we only have the warmest, best feelings toward everyone who has ever done that for us. And we feel so grateful for that. But we know that that's not the case for everyone. And we know that there's a lot of apprehension, especially for parents of special needs kiddos, um, in finding someone that they trust with their kids. Um, so... We thought that hopefully in sharing our journey with that, how we were able to find who we have now, who is, and it was, again, can't stress enough how much of a game changer it was. So much of a game changer. And we'll kind of get into that. We thought that'd be another interesting episode is to kind of share, like, now that we have that full-time help, like, what, what does that look like? What do we have her do? Um, You know, what is kind of the day-to-day day-to-day and the division of responsibility, so to speak, and that whole dynamic, what does that look like? Um, we'll do an episode on that too. Um, but let us know if you have questions about this. Again, we get asked about this a lot. We hope that was helpful, but um, we know it's a big decision and we'd be happy to answer any questions that anyone might have about that. Absolutely. So where can they find us, Shannon? Guys, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. You can, if you prefer to watch your podcasts, um, you can do so on the Family Made YouTube channel or on our family's YouTube channel, um, which is the Willardson family. Um, yeah, that's where we are. That's where we are. And you can find us on social on at Shannon Willardson on Instagram and TikTok. And I think that's it. I think that's all the places. <laughs> I think it is. A lot of places. Well, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the Don't Judge, Just Love podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.